Welcome to Church on the Hill. Isn't it a good day to be alive? Could be the other. <laughs> it's one reason to be thankful. Amen? Honey, I want my Bible. I've got it down there somewhere. I don't bring my teaching Bible up here much, but I do have it up here today. All right, everybody say it with me. I want you to say after me. Say, I will receive from the Word of God today. Amen. I will. You've got to tell your soul, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. Sometimes you've got to tell your soul to wake up. Sometimes you've got to tell your flesh. You've got to come under the authority of the Word of God right now. And we're going to hear the Word of God this morning. Turn with me, if you would, to James chapter 1. James chapter 1. This is New King James. James chapter 1. I know I'm going to put it up on the screen, but bring your Bibles. Bring your Bibles. Your Bible will go home with you. James chapter 1. I don't have the first verse in there, but let's just read it. I don't want to leave it out. It says, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad. Greetings. (laughs) Greetings. (laughs) Welcome. All right, here it comes. Verse 2. How many knows what's coming? It's not one of those you always are shouting out in the middle of your life, in the middle of your storm. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double man, unstable in all his ways. Now, I'm already regretting that we didn't stand up and read that. Let's stand up and let's read it. Let's just do it all together. One, two, three. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. No, thank you. I didn't have my little clicker. Thank you. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Stay standing up. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's going down deep into our heart, not to depart from us when we come into our storm. Now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we desire to follow your word. We desire for it to come alive in our lives and to give us breakthrough. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. All right. Now we're ready. My brethren, brothers and sisters, church on the hill, mom and dad, honey, kids, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. 
count it all joy. What is that? That is a command to brain. Command to flesh. It's a command. It's not if you feel like it, count it joy. Nope. Count it joy. You must do this. It's not a natural response. This is an action of your what? When you wake up in the morning, what choices do you have about your day? Is there something that happens that you can decide whether or not you're going to have a good day or a bad day? What is it? What are we trying to change? What are we trying to get a hold of? What is this action we're trying to do? It's a change of our attitude. Attitude. How do you choose how you're going to approach your day? Do you, do you know that no matter what kind of day you may face, your attitude will help direct the kind of day that you have? That decision that you make first thing in the morning is going to have great, um, it's going to have a great part in your life. When trials come, you usually have some response, right? And you know what that is? That's attitude. What is attitude? Let's look at attitude just for a minute. Attitude is a mental position with regard to fact or state. Blake, my friend, it's not working for me. I'm going to need you to to click for me. It's a feeling or emotion toward a fact or state. It's how you choose to respond to your life. It's a choice. God's plan is a choice for us. He has given you a free will to choose. You read in Scripture, blessings or curses, you choose. Life or death, you choose. God's way or the world's way, you choose. God is such a good God, but He wants us to choose Him. He wants us to choose Him. When trials come, how do you normally respond? Complaining? Fussing? Blaming? Feeling sorry for yourself? Self-pity? Depressed? Down? Listen, join the crowd. We all do it. It's, an, it's a natural first response. How do you respond? When you respond with an, a negative attitude, do you know that you miss it scripturally and spiritually? And you bring yourself down and everybody with you. Do you know if I decide to have a bad day, other people are going to struggle because of it? Do you know when my wife has a bad day, I struggle with it? When my kids have a bad day, I struggle with it. When my staff has a bad day, I struggle with it. It's contagious. Do you know that a good attitude is contagious too? Bring yourself down. Let's look at a couple of uh, quotes. Winston Churchill said, Attitude is a little thing that makes a big difference. Give you a couple here. Thomas Jefferson said, Nothing can stop the man with the right mental attitude from achieving his goal. Nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong mental attitude. And Oprah Winfrey, 
The greatest discovery of all time is that a person can change his future by merely changing his attitude. You know what? That's scriptural. She may not mean it's scriptural, but it is. You change your heart. You count your trials all joy. And we're going to spend a lot of time right here on counting our trials joy. But your attitude makes a huge difference in your day. Your attitude makes a huge difference in your walk with Christ. I don't like being around complainers. Anybody that's around me long will know I won't stay in a conversation very long full of complaining. I just seem to find my way trying to exit out. Or helping the person stop the complaining. Now, I'm not talking about a problem solver. Sometimes you need to talk about problems that are going on. I'm not trying to say we need to be in denial of our storm. We just don't need to complain about our storm. Do you see the difference? Not, now, now, get me now. We're allowed to hurt. We're even allowed to go so far as to be angry, but don't sin. It's a, it's a tricky thing where our mind wants to go. But there's a big difference between complainers and problem solvers. Don't confuse the two. Count it all joy. Recognize a trial and change your attitude. You know, it's, it's learning to have a first response. You know, I talk about it so much that if we can change our first response, we can change the world. We can change our marriage. We can change our life. We can change our church. If we can learn when somebody hits a nerve in our life not to respond according to the flesh but respond according to the Spirit, we will be one step ahead. But look at the next verse. Knowing that the testing of our faith produces patience. Well, let's look at this word, knowing. What does this mean, knowing? Merriam-Webster says this, having or reflecting knowledge, information, or intelligence. You know something. Knowing. You know something. Your response is not based on the trial. Your response is not based on the trial. It's based on something else. It has nothing to do with the trial. Can we go back? Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. We count it all joy because we know what Scripture says about our problem. Not we don't need to know necessarily about our problem at this time. Right now all we're doing is trying to, uh, trying to affect the first response. How many of you know your first response, your first step is usually the worst step you ever take in, in your problem? And you're trying, you're, you start having to not only deal with your trial, you're dealing with your first step. You've just dug yourself a hole worse than the trial you're about to face. Now you've got to dig yourself out of that hole and your trial's still there. We're trying to not dig the hole, we're trying to start going toward that trial and deal with it. Scripturally. Knowing. Knowing. Having knowledge. It's not based on the trial, it's based on something else. Something you know. I love it when I face disaster and somebody responds and says, have you ever been in, a, in, a, in an absolute disaster and you start talking with some other believers, some people that you trust, and they say, I know what to do. I know what to do. I love that, that someone that's gone through, through experience and can say, this is what's happened. I know how to get you out of it. Can I encourage you? In your trial, you've got someone like that. 
that would say, I know what to do. I'm here. I know what to do. I said this morning we were singing um, about peace, and I was trying to say it's Jehovah Shalom is the God our peace. Well, I said Jehovah Shammah, and I believe that's the God I'm here. Is that right? Well, I believe the Lord was giving me that word for this. I just couldn't, I was saying the wrong word. I wasn't getting it wrong. He is Jehovah Shammah. But I was trying to say he's the Lord our peace. That's Jehovah Shalom. Sounds a little bit the same. But he's here. He knows what to do. Knowing. Can we phrase it another way? Trusting. Expecting. Faith. Knowing that God is with me through this trial and that he is with me to help produce something in me. That's how I can count it joy. God just doesn't say count it joy and go through it. He says count it joy because. God wants to give you the and or or because. If, you know, God's an if then. If you confess your sins one to another, he is faithful and just to forgive you of those sins. So we have a reward to confessing our sin. Do we have a reward to how we handle our trial? Yes, we do. There is a reason to walk this thing out according to God's word. There's more than one. But let's say knowing. Knowing what it produces. Trusting, expecting, faith. Hebrews 111. I'm giving you a bunch of all-star verses this morning. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of your knowing. Faith is the substance of your trusting. Faith is the substance of your expecting. Pastor, I'm having a hard time knowing. I'm having a hard time trusting. I'm having a hard time expecting. Well, you came to the right place. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God only. There's not another scripture. Only. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God. We've already read the Word of God, but I want to encourage you again. Open your ears. You're about to hear the Word of God. Your faith is about to increase. Okay. Knowing what? Knowing what? Knowing what your testing is going to produce. The testing of your trial? No. Not the testing of your trial. The testing of your faith. Your trial is to put your faith on trial. (laughs) Your faith's on trial. Here comes a test. My faith's on trial. Man, what a way to look at it. Is the word in me? You know what? I don't have a word for that. Ding, ding, ding. Let's go get one. I don't have the faith for this I'm about to walk through. Great. It's, It's an identification of where I am with the Lord. I need to go get in the word and get my faith built up before I go and attack this. If not, I'm gonna lose. And in Christ, I never lose. Hallelujah. So, um, the so what? uh, Testing our not not our trial, the testing of our faith in our trial, and what does it produce? We just read it. Patience. Who needs patience? (laughs) Y'all are looking around. Yeah, I want you to do this one right here. 
I need patience. What's patience? Glad you asked. Patience. Bearing pains or trials calmly or without complaint. (laughs) Stick your toes out. The Lord's doing a little stomping on some toes this morning. He can do that. That's a sign of his love that God corrects us. Thank you, Jesus. What else is patience? It is steadfast despite opposition, difficulty, or adversity. I'm not going down. Trial, you're not going to get me because I'm standing on the Word, and the Word will not be shaken. And finally, able or willing to bear. Are you impatient? Check your attitude. Check the oil in your motor. Is it clean or is it dirty? Is it dingy? Does it contain joy or complaints? Does it contain hope or anger? Counting it all joy is not an emotional reaction, but a deliberate, intelligent appraisal. It is a deliberate, intelligent appraisal or a choice or a decision of the situation from God's perspective. God's perspective is to see trials as a means to a moral and spiritual growth. Trials are placed there for you to grow and for you to receive and for you to be successful. We need opportunities to win. We need opportunities to succeed. Let me tell you, as a man, I need to succeed. I need to produce. And trials gives me a way to produce. We don't literally rejoice in the trials themselves. It'd be kind of sick, wouldn't it? Oh, praise God. I just got that doctor's report. Oh, hallelujah, that makes me feel so good. No, that's not what this is saying. But in the possible result, I count it all joy due to the possible result that I get this opportunity to walk through this and I'm, in, I'm now in line for a blessing from God. What are you facing? You know what you're facing? You're facing a blessing. You are going to get through your trial. The trials you faced 10 years ago, you're not facing. You got through them. But why not get through them with a blessing? Why not get through them and not in worse shape than you started? Why not get through them in better shape than when you started? We don't literally rejoice. Testing is the opportunity to pr- prove ourselves, to prove our genuineness. Testing serves as a discipline to purge our faith of waste, stripping away what is false. Patience is not passively resigning to challenges and obstacles, but a positive steadfastness that endures in hard times. Men, women, we're not quitters. We're not failures. We're more than overcomers. 
in Christ. You keep hitting a a roadblock, it's time that you plow through. And you plow through by the Word of God. Only under extreme heat do our true colors come out. Do you know that gold has to be completely heated up to an, an unbelievable temperature before the impurities will come out? And you know what? When your test comes, God's trying to get those impurities out. Why? Because you will be better. You will be better because of it. You'll be a better person. You know what God's trying to develop here? Do you know what James is trying to teach? The pathway to godly character. The pathway to walk through your problems successfully with Christ without ruining relationship. Without ruin. Without ruin. Testings are going to come. With Christ or without Christ. We can walk through these things according to God's word and come out successful. Come out blessed. Come out with experience, with something to offer someone that's going to go through the same thing. Or we can keep going around the, the same, we can keep going through the third grade. Church, are you out there? All right. Verse 4. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Allow the test to cause you to turn to God and to allow Him to develop godly character. That you might be perfect. Do you know that that's not sinless? There was only one that was sinless. That was Jesus Christ. Perfect. Developed. Mature. Full. Whole. Complete. Lacking nothing. I want to encourage you just a minute. Are you, are you going through life lacking? Check your faith. Check your faith. Amen. It says, let patience have its perfect work, that your patience may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. How do we get patience? The testing of our faith. The testing of our faith. When our faith is tested, it produces, and we pass the test, it produces patience. So if we're lacking, that means we must be missing patience somewhere, which means we must be missing it on our testing of our faith. Can we put all those pieces together? I am a very literal person. I'm a very structured person. I like to build a case, and I like to build it according to God's Word and be able to go back and look. Do I have a problem? The problem's not the kingdom. The problem's not God. The problem's me. Where did I miss it? Okay, God, you have given us very straightforward instruction. Instruction that I can understand. Where did I miss it? The great thing about the Lord is he will tell you. He will lead you and guide you into all truth. And he doesn't want you to miss it. Developed, mature, complete, full, lacking nothing. All from your test. That's what's coming. That's the potential of what's coming. Pastor, why should I change my attitude? 
in what I'm going through. So you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good to me. God doesn't say you have to do this with no knowledge of the outcome. He tells you what you're going to get for what you do. Okay, I'll change my attitude. Now what? Now what do I do? What do I do now that I'm trying to change my attitude when my trials come? Good question, and I'll close right here with this. Oops, did I skip my scripture? There we go. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Do You see, God has said, in your trials, count it joy, because the testing of your faith is going to produce patience. Okay, that's all well and good. We need to get the Word of God in us. We need to look at our problem differently. Now what do we do? Because still here my trial sits, and I don't know, I don't know what to do. i got faith. i got the Word. And I'm patient. I'm seeking I'm not overreacting. Even in the middle of pain, I'm enduring, I'm bearing. But there's my trial. Okay. If you lack wisdom, do you have a word? If you lack wisdom, if you lack wisdom, ask. Ask. If you don't have the answers in your trial, who doesn't have the answers in your trial? What do we do? We ask. We ask. Everybody say ask. Ask who? Ask God. Liberating. What, why aren't you sitting there right now asking God? I have no problem interrupting the pastor when he's talking to me. When the Lord of God speaks to me through him, I will stop what I'm doing and move. Because what can happen is I can leave in 10 minutes and forget it. That's scriptural too. If it's good soil, it ought to go down deep. My problem is in my past, I smoked a little too much and drank a little too much. And sometimes it goes through my brain and not into my heart. Now, the Holy Spirit can correct that, but I've got to write it down. When the Word of God moves in me, Joe McGee gave me one word. I got a lot from his marriage seminar, but one word got planted in my heart, and it's coming. It's probably going to be next week. It's down here at the bottom of the page, but I'm not getting to it today. I'll tell you what it is. He's looking over his Word to perform it. I am watching over my Word to perform it. That's why I need to be speaking the word, speaking in faith. Because when I do, God is watching to say, my word just went forth, go perform it. He commands his angels, he commands all of the kingdom, go perform that word. No weapon formed against me will prosper, and any tongue that rises up against me will be defeated. You know what God says? Amen. Go do it. Can somebody you gotta speak it? Ask. 
to a God that will give liberally. Liberally. Come on up, honey. I'll stop there. We overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. Somebody's about to get some overcoming right here. Amen. Amen. I just felt like the Lord wanted me to share this, but I've lived this. I've lived this, and uh, God delivered me. And so I just want to share just for a minute that um, some of you probably know my testimony that uh, when I was 13 years old, my mother got sick with cancer. And I got saved when I was 15, and she got sick again when I was 18. And uh, I was new in the Lord. I had just been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, I hung my hat on the fact that he was going to heal my mother. And I did this verse. I counted it all joy. She was sick. She was sick. And I counted it all joy. And she got sick several times. She was sick three times over, over the time when I was 13 till the time when I was 21 when she died. And I want you to know, when she died, I had counted it all joy. And you know, this scripture about not being double-minded, I can remember reading this and thinking, I'm not double-minded. I was, I was claiming the word of God over her. And you know, when she died, it was like somebody pulled the rug out from under me. And I quit. I quit counting it all joy. The very time that I needed to count it all joy, I quit. I thought I was done. I thought my trial was her sickness. And so I want you to know, I sat for four long years, long years, birthing babies, loving babies, and screaming, saying, my mama doesn't even know. She doesn't know that I had a daughter that bears her name. And I wanted my mother, and I quit. I quit, and it was the fear of God. It was the fear of God in me that I didn't turn, his, turn my back on him. But I'm telling you, I quit counting it all joy. And this was my scripture. This was my scripture. This was the scripture that I read the night she died in the basement, in a cold basement that I read. And I want you to know, God delivered me. It was four years later, I was sitting in a women's Bible study. And the teacher started reading this scripture. And those words started flowing over me. And I started remembering my mother. I remembered the night she died. I remembered hanging on to her cold, dead hand. I couldn't let her go. But you know what? I looked down at those words and it said, but let patience let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. And I'm telling you, my heart started beating. And I started thinking, Lord, what are you doing? I thought, this is so significant that I wanted to date it in my Bible. And I looked down at my watch to get the date off of my watch. And you know what date it was? It was the day I buried my mother. It was four years later, and I dated it. I, I've still got it right here, 218.99. And you know what? I looked down, and it's, he said, you're perfect, complete, lacking nothing. He's made me whole. He's made me whole. I'm not half of a daughter anymore. I'm complete in him. 
and he has saved me and redeemed me and delivered me. And I want you to know today, whatever you're going through, count it all joy. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit running after the Lord because he's good and he's faithful and he delivers. He delivers. And I'm restored today. It's like Job. When he restores, it's better than it ever was. And I'm restored. Amen. 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 Let's stand up together. If y'all will just bow your heads with me. The disciples were in a boat. The storms came. They thought they were going to sink. They thought they were going to die. And Jesus was asleep in the bottom of the boat. They went to wake up Jesus saying, don't you know what's going on? Would you please wake up? And Jesus said, peace be still. Peace be still. And the storm responded. I just want to speak over you today, over your storm. Peace be still. You know what that is? It's changing your perspective. Turning your heart to God, not to, the, not to the storm. Turn your heart to God right now, not to the storm. Turn your heart to God right now and ask for wisdom. Right where you sit, ask for wisdom. We're going to learn next week what wisdom is, but we don't have to know what wisdom is right now. We just have to know what God says. The Lord will teach you what wisdom is. Wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The Lord wants to give you the answers for how to walk through your problem. But you've got to ask because he's going to give it to you liberally. And he's not going to make you feel stupid for asking for it. He's going to give it to you. Lord, right now, over our storms, we just, I just ask, according to your word, for wisdom. Whatever it is that you're battling, God has an answer. God has the answer. Would you humble yourself this morning and ask God for help? If you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's your first ask. Save me, Jesus. I can't do this on my own anymore. I am in need of a Savior. I am full of sin. I am full of mistakes. But your word says that if I would confess your name, if I would confess you as my Lord and believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead, that I will be saved. Would you do that right now? Turn your heart to the Lord. I just want to open the altar up to, to those that need prayer this morning. Turn your heart to the Lord. Step out this morning in faith that God has an answer for you. Let's put our faith to action right now as we step out, as we ask right where we sit. 
for wisdom. Those that are praying with me, if y'all will come on down. What are you facing? We want to pray with you. Lord God, we turn our hearts to you right now. And Lord, I expect you to answer. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.